our sole reason for being is recycling. And I think that has a lot of like authenticity and trust with our customer because that's what we do, that we've become experts in this space. And I want a good show, damn it. Welcome to another episode of the Ecom Show. I'm your host, Andrew Maff, and today I'm joined by the amazing Amelia Trumbull of Retold Recycling. Amelia, how are you doing? You ready for a good show? Yes, I'm great. Thank you. Great to be here. Awesome. Super excited to have you on the show. We've done a handful of episodes on the uh, sustainability side. Your model, obviously, very different. So we're going to dig into that. I will uh, start us off with the usual. I always say, like, let's pretend no one knows who you are. And no one knows anything about Retold. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, just telling us a little bit about yourself and we'll take it from there. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So as you said, my name's Amelia Trumbull. I am the CEO and one of the co-founders of Retold Recycling. Um, my personal um, career background has always been in the digital space. Um, my first role out of university was actually at a very small um, e-commerce startup. So I've always worked in digital, predominantly in e-com. Um, a large portion of my career I spent running e-commerce businesses for Estee Lauder. So I worked across a portfolio of six of their brands looking after e-commerce globally. And then after my stint at Lauder, I left and quickly found myself consulting. Um, and I sort of you know picked up that consulting work, but in parallel was having several conversations with a couple of my old colleagues from Mac Cosmetics, which is one of the Lauder brands that I worked on. Mm-hmm. And we we're all, you know, passionate about doing something better for the world, trying to think of what would be our own startup, like what would we like to do? And it just so happened that out of a dinner conversation between myself and one of my co-founders, we landed on the concept of retold. Um, so retold recycling is a male-based, super convenient way to recycle clothing and textiles straight out of your home. Uh, you order bags from our website, we send them to you. Everything comes um, pre-labeled and postage paid. So basically you just pop your unwanted items in the bag, seal it up, and then drop it at the post office or your mail room or whatever. So that's kind of how we started in terms of retold. Um we we're obviously all marketing professionals. Um, we knew nothing about recycling, so that's been a pretty wild <laughs> ride. Um, but um, yeah, so now we've been up and running. We launched in 2020, and sort of the most you know pivotal thing um, that's happened to the business over the last year is that um, we're actually on an episode of Shark Tank um, that aired earlier this year, um, season 14, episode 14, if anyone wants to check it out. Um, So that's really revolutionized our business in the last um, sort of six months or so. 
Nice. I am a notoriously one of those people where like my wife will be like, let's clean up the closet and stuff and I'll put it all in trash bags and it will sit in my trunk for weeks before I'm like, oh yeah, I got to do that. So when I saw, I did see the Shark Tank uh, episode obviously and it was, uh, I was like, oh, thank God someone can fix this problem because there's so many times (laughs) I'm going to use my trunk and I'm like, I can't use it. (laughs) Yeah, it's so full. Explain the model a little bit to me. It's is it a subscription model? Is it just kind of an ordered as you need it? Like, what's the the preference there? Yeah, both. Um, so you can buy bags a la carte. You can start off with just a solo bag, buy one, try it out. Or our most popular sort of like a la carte bag package is a three pack. So that'll get you like a decent closet cleanse. Yeah. Um, if you're moving house or you really going deep, going for it. Uh, We also have a 10 pack. Um, But if you're really loving the service, we also have a couple of subscription options as well. So if you order a subscription, we'll send you three bags up front for, you know, a good clean out. And then we send you an additional bag each quarter um, thereafter. So you can just keep on top of that recycling practice, because really we find that once people fall in love with retold, you know, it really does become habitual. And that's what we're all about is sort of educating customers to not contribute to landfill um, and really get that sort of behavior happening in their home all the time. Yeah. I would imagine you're trying to push most people into subscription, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, We very much see sort of like a, a life cycle journey of solo threesome subscription Or sometimes we'll have customers who just be like, okay, I'm moving and they're Googling, like searching for a solution. They come in for 10 pack and they're like, yep, okay, I'm I'm moving. Can you, I'm going to sign up. Can you change my address? You know, like that kind of thing. So um, yes, we're definitely pushing people to subscription because, you know, as I said, we really want that habitual recycling practice. Yeah. Is a majority of your marketing targeted just directly to the subscription or because you know it's kind of that single threesome then subscription, do you start with the single and kind of put them down the life cycle? Yeah, we generally offer up sort of all of the bags as a solution in general because Mm -hmm. we're a mission-driven business. I think, you know, there's two things that really hook our customer. One is the convenience, the fact that we mail everything to you. It's all, you know, know, pre-labeled and postage paid. You, You know, you don't even have to speak to someone when you go to the post office. You just pull a lever, you know, thing down off the wall, shove it in and (laughs) off you go. Um, So convenience, but also our mission and trying to avoid um, contributing to textile-based landfills. So the more we tell those stories, we honestly, we don't really care, you know, what bags you buy first up, but we generally see the migration pattern is that people will pick up a subscription long-term, which is great. Yeah. Where does it go? So once it gets to you, then what happens? Great question. It actually doesn't come to us, um, which is an important Even part better. of our, our model. <laughs> um, to not have that overhead. And as I said, we we didn't, the three of us did not know anything about textile recycling or any recycling for that matter. Um, but we were very lucky um, when we were scoping the model because the convenience factor was so you know, important to us. We really wanted to be able to find a partner that would be able to take our yellow bags just straight up as they are. We didn't want to have to aggregate them or sort them. We needed someone else to do that for us. And that 
proved to be very, very painful. Um, that's not really how the industry works. A lot of yeah. companies are very focused on certain fabrications. So some companies will only take denim and you'll see that with some brands who will have a take back program in store. It's like only jeans, for example, or some yeah. of them will only take cotton. So we needed to find a partner who would take everything, sort it, and then make sure nothing was going to landfill. And that took us about two years. So we worked out what we thought was the model. We had our branding. We had, you know, we'd gone deep on like what's our company ethos and goals. Like everything was pretty much there. And then, you know, we were looking for a partner to do a beta with us and it proved to be very challenging and just pure coincidence, a conversation that happened through some of my consulting. Actually, I was introduced to a guy and it just so happened that he was the new CEO of a generations old um, sorting facility, but also thrift store network. So he could really see the future of what we were doing. They were very analog. You know, I said to him in our first conversation, I'm like, honestly, I've Googled and like I've gone down to like, you know, page 28 of Google trying to find results yeah. of a recycling partner and you didn't show up. And he's like, well, that speaks to the fact that, you know, we're so offline. Yeah. We're not there. He's like, but that's why I see the opportunity with you guys because all of, you know, all your expertise is digital. You're going to make this a D2C business. So it's a perfect marriage between his old school but very established methodologies and supply chain and mm-hmm. our sort of like front-end marketing effectively. So to long-winded answer to your question, where does it go? So it goes to our recycling partner <laughs> and now we've exp- <laughs> expanded yeah. to other partners as well. Um, but generally everything gets sorted. Around 40 to 50% of the contents of the bags will actually go to thrift stores and be resold. And then um, the rest of the items generally are broken down either into rags or into a pulp, which is called shoddy. And then mm-hmm. that is on sold and used by different companies. Like I love, you know, the use of like it's inside punching bags um, as the padding. It can be um, insulation huh. inside of homes, the inside of car seats, part of the squishy floor at playgrounds. So And the great thing is there's more and more uses for the output from our supply chain. Um, Generally, our output is still held here domestically. It doesn't really go offshore, which I think is important to a lot of customers. Um, But, yeah, so that's kind of our workflow and that's how we keep items out of landfill. That's so interesting. What uh, Once they get the bag... Mm-hmm. They obviously open it up. They figure out if it's going to a thrift store, if it's getting donated, something like that. What yep. happens to the bag? The bag it um, is all collected because our bags are biodegradable and compostable. Try and uh-huh. take the labels off, and then they're collected and composted. Okay, gotcha. Because there was a part of me that was like, "Oh man, are they sending the bags back to you?" And you're just constantly reselling these bags because that's genius. <laughs> but I can also <laughs> see that it kind of gets a little. Yeah, <laughs> our bags, because they are compostable, they're actually made of cornstarch, so they're pretty thin. So yeah. I don't think we'd get a second trip around the USPS yeah. network out of them. <laughs> but um, we did actually look at having reusable bags, much like a Rent the Runway or Nooley kind of bag, mm-hmm. like tough bag fabrication. But, yeah, because we don't have anything coming back to us, um, it, it just didn't make sense for our workflow. So that's yeah. why we, we went for the compostable bags. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, I did see on your website too that you have 
other things outside of just the bags available. There's kind of like a staff selection of, of products, I think it was, right? What's, what is that about? Yeah, so we have a little sustainable store. Um, so we basically wanted to curate some like-minded brands and cool products because quite often our customers, uh, we can be a little bit of a gateway into a more sustainable life for them. So we wanted to be able to offer some other products that we thought were cool, um, you know, uh, from feel-good brands and have them in the sustainable store. And we power that through um, Canal. I'm not sure, are you, are you familiar with Canal? It's an app that manages drop shipping uh, predominantly through um, Shopify. So we're, we're great oh, yeah, friends yeah, with yeah. everyone at Canal. Okay. And, um, and yeah, so that's how we merch the products from all those other brands. We also have a uh, rewards program. So for customers who do sign up for a subscription, for every bag they send in, we unlock a reward in our rewards gallery. So that's basically yeah. a promo code for, from some feel-good brands. Um, so we're always adding new brands to the gallery to reward our customers. You know, they can pick and choose different things each time. Um, so that kind of offsets the cost of the subscription, to be honest, if you can find stuff that you like on there, um, which is cool. So we have that as yeah. well. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Thank you. You're obviously on Shark Tank. <laughs> let's, let's go <laughs> yeah. ahead and go through that. Every time we have someone on the, on here who's from Shark Tank, I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to bring it up. So <laughs> you're on the show first. I'd love to hear how, how was the whole experience? And then obviously how did it work out for you at least so far after it aired and, and where are you at with it now? Yeah. Um, if you, if we were doing this interview, like in the couple of days after the taping, <laughs> I probably would have a very different answer because I was relatively traumatized. Um, but ah. now having <laughs> had some time and also having seen the edit um, that was put together and aired, I, I feel a lot more comfortable with the experience. And obviously then we have the amazing outcome of that. We, we did a deal with Mark Cuban. Yeah. So that's now in place. Um, we have some, some more funding, which is amazing. And Mark and his team are actually phenomenal. Um, we communicate with them on a weekly basis minimum. Um, and we've really been able to tap into a lot of their infrastructure, which has really helped our business. But um yeah, the, the taping itself uh, was quite challenging. Like, you know, our business is, you know, we're creating a new category here basically. Yeah. And, you know, I think there was a lot of discussion in the tank around should we be a nonprofit? Um, we felt very strongly, obviously we're a business, we, we are for profit but for purpose as well. And, you know, that was important to us. And um, so there was a lot of challenging conversations in the tank you know, all of them want their airtime as well, the sharks. So they're all talking over <laughs> each other. And, you know, I'm like, can I, can I get my point in, you know? Um, but yeah, like net, net, it's been an absolutely amazing experience for our business. And, you know, we're really enjoying working with Mark and his team. And, you know, we can only see upside from here. Um, you know, you've watched the episode, but if anyone listening, watching, um, sees the episode, you know, a large portion of what we talked about was our expansion into retail and how do we bring, yeah. you know, our bags to the masses. And that's really what we're unlocking right now. So we're hoping that by the end of the calendar year, we'll start having bags in stores. Um, and, and really that will help us sort of accelerate our awareness amongst the broader community and, you know, really take our business to another level. Wow. So that actually 
segues me into what I was going to ask you next anyway, because I know right before we started, you had kind of mentioned that, yeah, you know, the brand is D to C right now. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I was like, we're going to touch on that. So yeah. the store side, the retail side to me, that whole episode, I know they were kind of like back and forth on it. I thought it was genius. I thought it made a ton of sense because you're going to, it seems to me like a very, a very much like a last minute, like you grab it at the counter kind of thing. And you're exactly. like, oh, you know what? Let me get one of these too. But like, what stores are you aiming for? Cause I would imagine it could be arguably anything. Yes, arguably anything and almost like arguably like in many places across the store. So again, you know, it's not like we created like an easy turnkey business here. Yet again, we're sort of innovating um, because we have created the category and, you know, really sort of, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of test and learn, to be honest. So, you know, we're trying to talk to big box retailers like Target and Walmart we mm-hmm. love the idea of eco grocery. We could be in gyms where, you know, we already have like one of the major benefits of being on Shark Tank, to be honest, is the inbound approach from different companies and brands wanting to work yeah. with us. And, you know, one large sort of category that we've been able to unlock is hotel chains and hospitality. So that's another opportunity in like hotel, like gift shops or even in the rooms, you know, being able to buy a bag. Like if you go on a, you know, a big trip and you're you're buying things as you go and you're like, to be honest, I I don't really want to take these old things home. I'll just grab a bag and seal it up and I can, you know, leave it in my room. They charge it to me, that kind of thing. So to be honest, the list is endless. And, you know, what we're working on is some different formats of like how we would sell the bags in store because we obviously need to communicate, you know, so much about our business because it's relatively new. And, um, and also where does it live? Does it live with trash bags? Does it live in like the home organization side of things where there's coat hangers and storage boxes? Does it live in clothing? Does it live in homewares? Or like you said, you know, I love the idea of it living like towards the front of the store with gift cards and it's very grab and go. Um, You know, I, I think about myself and my own use case, you know, I'm a mum on a Saturday morning. I'm going to be like, right, this is the weekend. I'm going to like smash all of the closets (laughs) and do a huge clean out. I'm going to run to target now, get a three pack, and kick it off, you know, and it'd just be so easy to kind of grab and go. So yeah, yeah it's a, a very interesting time. As someone who's spent the majority of their life working in e-commerce, you know, obviously I worked in a lot of omni-channel businesses, but really thinking about how to completely create that user experience in a store is very different to D2C. So mm-hmm. I'm having a lot of fun with it, to be honest. Yeah. I say, because one of the things I was thinking about, I was like, wow, you could even just kind of turn into almost like a packaging company because other D2C sellers who are big into like sustainability, if they're, you know, kind of going into that direction with their textiles, any kind of clothing brand or anything, they could just include your product along with it or have it as like one of those little quick upsell guys. Uh, So I know you're, I believe you're on Shopify, right? So you would be able to connect through, um, uh, man, I draw a blank on it. It's the, kind of like drop shipping. They just, ah, yeah, I gotta look it up. I'll figure it out later. I can't remember the name. Um, (laughs) yes. So we can do that through canal actually. So the partner that I mentioned before that does a sustainable store, it also works in reverse. Like other brands can sell our bags 
exactly. We love that add-on at checkout. Um, We also have a couple of brands that are live now and then some more coming where we've actually created a white label bag for their customers. So they sell Mm -hmm. their own white label bag powered by retold on their site. Yeah, yeah, there's a multitude of ways. We have companies coming to us being like, great what you're doing with textiles. Can we work together on batteries and old phones? And like, you know, we've sort of, you know, (laughs) the list is endless in terms of what we can tackle. Um, Yeah, it's one of those things where like you – you have so much opportunity that you have to really be careful about which road you go down because you can't be everything to everyone. Exactly. Um, and that, that could become, that can end up really killing you down the line. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think um, in terms of our own thought process and what we've ideated on a lot with Mark, to be honest, is really owning that textile recycling space first because, um, you know, we we have a point of difference. There are some other bag, you know, um, services out there, but they're all attached to other brands. Like, for example, ThreadUp has a bag, a take-back bag, but yeah. that is part of their broader ecosystem our sole reason for being is recycling. And I think that has a lot of like authenticity and trust with our customer because that's what we do, that we've become experts in this space. So we really want to own, you know, textiles and clothing. And then the idea is probably, to be honest, to expand internationally and and keep like growing in that way. That was the other thing I was thinking too, because if you start to go into stuff outside of textiles, you and you start to do that oh we can be everything to everyone kind of thing you also run that risk of you get a lot of knockoffs of other people who are just like oh we can find someone who will start to do this stuff for us and then all of a sudden you've got all this competition and it becomes really complicated yeah um when the episode aired how did things go like that day or over the next couple of days was it a big explosion or did it just kind of ease in um, it was a, not a big, big explosion, but a bit of an explosion for us, which was good. It was actually probably the perfect size of a response in that we had our biggest day ever for the, the day of the airing and the, the next day when yeah. the episode was released on Hulu, but not so out of control that our team couldn't handle it from a customer service and fulfillment perspective because oh, we, we have you know, our own team actually fulfills all of our orders. We don't have an external 3PL or anything like that. So um, it was great in that respect. We had like, you know, by far the biggest traffic day we've ever had, crazy, crazy traffic levels, you know, great email opt-in, sort of like all of the e-com nerds, you know, KPIs that I'm looking (laughs) at. Um, But, you know, from a sales perspective, you know, it was really solid. And the great thing is like, we, we haven't really sort of like had a dip down dip from that point. We've been able to plateau and then organically grow off the back of the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said, what's really been an influx and we're kind of, you know, drinking from a fire hose a little bit is sort of all of the corporate inbound opportunities yeah. for bulk recycling deals, for the bag programs, for even just eventing um, and staff education, you know, there's been a lot of things we've been approached to do and our attitude is kind of like, yep, let's try and work it out. Because again, it's all about getting that education and awareness out there around diverting things from landfill. So however we can do that, we're definitely going to try. Um, so that's what we've had our skates on doing over the last few months. Pretty cool. 
Yeah, thank you. Definitely an awesome idea. Uh, Amelia, thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciated having you on here. I would love to give you an opportunity to let everyone know where they can find out more about you and, of course, more about Retold. Yeah, for sure. Um, our website is obviously retoldrecycling.com. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest, all at Retold Recycling. Jump on. There's promo code for new customers who sign up for emails. So you can jump into our bags and give it a go and start your recycling practice from home. So thanks for having me. Beautiful. Appreciate Great. you having joining us. I'll get it. It'll come out. Thank you, everyone who tuned in. Uh, per usual, rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you want or head over to ecomshow.com to check out our previous episodes. But as usual, thank you all for joining us and we'll see you all next time. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Ecom Show. Head over to ecomshow.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or on the Blue Tusker YouTube channel. The Ecom Show is brought to you by Blue Tusker a full-service digital marketing company specifically for e-commerce sellers looking to accelerate their growth. Go to bluetusker.com now for more information. Make sure to tune in next week for another amazing episode of The Ecom Show.